side of midnight with Frank Morano. Hiya, Bobby. Hi, Ken. You want to go for a ride? Sure, Ken. Jump in. I'm a Bobby girl in the Bobby world. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. You can brush my hair. Let's go party. Barbie World. Obviously, that is the um, big film that's opening this weekend. One of two. They're calling this Barbenheimer Weekend because not only is Barbie opening, but Oppenheimer is opening. Are these films worth seeing? Uh, Those are a few of the subjects that we are going to throw at uh, a woman who has an opinion on everything, and it's usually a fairly informed opinion, even if you end up disagreeing with it. The lovely and talented Debbie Schlossel, attorney, author, political commentator, and film critic. Debbie, thanks again for uh, getting up early with us. Thank you. Anytime. Debbie, uh, I want to talk to you about Barbenheimer weekend in just a moment, but uh, let me first ask you about a couple of items in the news legally and politically. Uh, The news has been dominated by the story of this target letter that President Trump has gotten, which is an indication that he is going to be indicted yet again imminently. Give me your take on uh, where this goes, both legally and politically. Last couple of times he was indicted, his poll numbers went up, he saw a surge in fundraising. Do you think that's likely to happen again? Probably, and I understand why, because this is really piling on. I mean, this is a former president, and I remember when Trump won, everybody was saying, oh, he can't go after Hillary Clinton for the servers, he can't go after so-and-so and so-and-so because they're former government people, and especially Hillary Clinton, and democracies don't go after political opponents, and that is what they're doing with President Trump. Now, as you know, I am no longer a fan of President Trump. I don't like a lot of things he did, and the dinner with neo-Nazis and Kanye was enough to put the final nail in the coffin for me. But I don't like these prosecutions. It's just a couple of neo-Nazis, Debbie. I mean, why nitpick? I know, you know. But um, I just find this to be ridiculous, piling on. He now has the New York case, which is ridiculous, about paying off the strippers or the Playboy bunnies, whatever he's got, or whatever they call them, porn stars. You know, I don't know. It's hard to keep track of all these women, but... And then there are th- these cases. There's the the documents case. They are saying there's going to be a Georgia case. They're saying there's the January 6th case. that, uh, And that is apparently he's a target for. So uh, I'm just getting tired of this. I think it's not only piling on, but 
Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and 10 percent for the big guy and these texts about, you know, my father's right here. You better send 30 million dollars or whatever it is. And nothing's happening to them. It It's just not a good look. It's terrible for democracy. It's terrible for America that we would do this to a former president. Uh, I don't like it at all. And not only that we would do this, but that there are now possibly four criminal cases against him. It just doesn't pass the smell test with me. And I just think it's it's way overboard what they're doing. The um, well, I certainly I certainly would agree. I think it's I think it's just awful. But uh, do you think that voters will view all these three or four criminal cases that Trump is going to be fighting during the election as being, I don't know, a bit much? I mean, uh, the sense that I get from people that are not hardcore Trump people, but they might vote for him because they like his policies, but they are not enthusiastic about voting for him because they don't like him. The sense that I get from folks is that there's just such a a sense of Trump fatigue that they're just so ready to move on from the Trump show. And I do wonder how the, the indictments seem to be clearly playing well in the primaries. I wonder how they'll play in a general election. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I I think these these, uh, indictments are clearly designed to get the people who are already Trump supporters or who are on the fence, but maybe leaning still towards him. And even the ones with Trump fatigue, but who voted for him in the past to circle the wagons around him, because this is outrageous that there there are all these indictments. It, It really is. Uh, political star chamber. Um, I think in the general election, that's what they want is they want Trump to be the nominee and they know that he will absolutely lose to Biden. And I'm not, that is not even the issue. The issue is that also a lot of people will stay home or they won't vote for Republicans and the Republicans could possibly lose the House or they could at least lose seats right. and make the majority even slimmer that, that they have now than what they have now. They could possibly not take the Senate back. That's what I think is all the design here. That's why all these indictments are happening now. They were going to indict him. They could have done this after January 6th right away. They could have done this after January 20th right away. They didn't do these things then. They waited till before an election, and they're doing this by design. They didn't want a Ron DeSantis or somebody like that to become the nominee. They want somebody that they know for sure will lose in the general. Let's talk about DeSantis. Uh, Every week, I feel like I see two or three new articles chronicling the the collapse of the DeSantis campaign this week he's uh, he's uh, getting rid of a bunch of his staff and the next week he's doing a reset by doing a CNN interview uh, the next week it's Rupert Murdoch has decided ah, I'm not for this guy anymore anyway another week uh, one of his major donors is uh, going for Tim Scott instead of Ron DeSantis you were really one of the first prominent media conservatives that I spoke to that said DeSantis was your guy from the beginning at this point seeing where his campaign is and what struggles it might have is DeSantis still your guy he still is um I have seen uh, articles that said that Vivek uh 
and I don't want to mispronounce his last name, Ramaswamy or something. That's right. Yeah. That, that he is now the number two guy in the polls. I don't believe that. I do think Ron DeSantis has a lot of support. Um, I do think that, yes, he's trailing Donald Trump, but Donald Trump should be a lot more ahead of all of these people. He should be running away with this. I think that you have to look at other other presidential elections. I mean, Howard Dean could have been the Democratic nominee if you judge poll numbers. Sure, George results. George Bush. Uh, I mean, Jeb. Excuse me, Jeb Bush. Uh, people like uh, Rudy Giuliani. Absolutely. So you never know. Everything changes. Remember when Herman Cain was the leading candidate at one point? Things change, and I don't. I still think it's too far away. Yes, we have the first debate in August. So next month, anything could happen after that. We don't even know if Donald Trump is going to participate. We have no idea. So really, the landscape could change at any time. We don't know what's going to happen. All is not lost. So people who are supporting Ron DeSantis like me, you shouldn't lose faith. I haven't lost faith. And you know what? If he doesn't win and Trump is the nominee, I think that's a big mistake because we're going to lose the White House and we could possibly lose the House and not regain the Senate. I don't want to see that happen. Um, we'll see. And I think, like I said, these indictments are designed to have people circle the wagons around Trump because it unifies people. Right. You're right. It definitely Trump. does. It absolutely does. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. If people are just tuning in, we're talking with uh, Debbie Schlussel. You could check out her website uh, at uh, com. That will take you there. But um, it, do you have a second choice or a third choice out of out of everybody else that's in the field now? It is a pretty diverse field, not only in terms of of you know race and gender, but in terms of uh, ideology and and focus. Well, listen, I have my reservations about pretty much everyone that's running, but I would vote for any of these people over Trump and I, except maybe the, well, I would not vote for Trump again, no matter what, but I would just vote libertarian if I had. Oh, so you wouldn't even vote for Trump in the general election. No, I would not. I'm sorry. I cannot vote for someone who has dinner with Nazis. I just can't. And with dinner with people who have openly said they want to go DEFCON three or whatever number it was, was it death count three or five on Jews? Or he said death count, D-E-A-T-H. But I can't vote for somebody that, that has dinner with someone like that. I just can't. I don't want those people at the White House, and I question the scruples of anyone that does that. So, no, I would never vote for him ever again, period. You know, um, but uh, uh, finish, finish, finish what you were saying. Finish with your, but your I thought. Do have, I do have some reservations like Doug Burgum, who will never be the nominee, but the governor of North Dakota, he's actually quite the liberal, so-called Republican. I would never vote for that guy. I mean, I guess I would have to if he were the nominee, but he'll never be. Most of these other people, I think, would be great. Tim Scott would be a great president. 
Um, uh, Nikki Haley, I've got a lot of reservations about her, but I still think she'd be way better than uh, Donald Trump or um, especially way better than Joe Biden. It's not even in question. Um, any of these people, Vivek Ramaswamy, I think, is a brilliant guy. He'd be a great president. Um, any of these people, Tim Scott, wonderful guy, great speaker, very bright, a conservative. I think he'd be great. And I think it would be great um, that he would be if he would be the first Republican black president. Um, I mean, there are a lot of great nominees or uh, candidates, rather, that we have who could be nominees. But most of them just don't have a shot. I really think the only one who could really beat Joe Biden and who really should be beating Trump. And maybe he is focusing a little bit too much on social issues. I don't know. But uh, it's really is Ron DeSantis. And listen, he John McCain, when he was losing, when he was running to get the Republican nomination, he had a reset with his campaign. And he ultimately became the nominee. Yes, he lost. Right. Kerry, too, running in 04. Joe Ker- Biden. Kerry, ha- Kerry too, in 04. Same thing happened yeah. uh, right around the same time. Uh, j- lastly, on the Trump front, Debbie, the uh, you know, whenever I have you on, there's always a, a sector of the audience that will always reach out to me via social media or via email, sometimes in the form of calls. And I'll say, oh, I can't believe you're having Debbie Schlussel on. Don't you know she's done this or she said that? And uh-huh. they'll they'll dust off some quote of yours from 15 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever. And what I always say to people is, you know, first of all, you know, I don't think people I don't think people should be defined their their entire careers and their entire lives by one quote or one bad moment. Is it unfair to judge Trump just by one dinner with with hateful people? You know, if it were just one dinner, that uh, might be slightly unfair, although he never apologized for it. He never said it was wrong. He never said he made a mistake. He came out with like several different press releases. I mean, this is a former president, and that troubles me, and a possible future president. And he's going to be inviting Nazis to the White House, but it wasn't just one thing. He surrounded himself with people like this the whole time when he was running the first time, the whole time when he was in the White House, the whole time when he was running the second time. Alex Jones. Alex Jones is anti-Semitic. He's made all kinds of comments against Israel that the Jews were behind COVID. He said that the people marching, the neo-Nazis marching in Charlottesville were Jewish actors. And he was hosting the rally that Trump had before what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. He was very tight with Trump. Trump went on his shows. There are a lot of people like this, and it's very problematic. And you know what? I didn't say anything for a while about a lot of these people, but enough is enough. Mm. I've given him too many chances. And the Kanye thing, I mean, Kanye made so many statements. This is not a mistake. This is malpractice. Um, if he did, he knew what Kanye had said. It was all over the news for a very long time, for about a month before, a month or two before Trump invited him to dinner. Um, And if he didn't know who this uh, Fuentes guy was, I knew who this Fuentes guy was for a couple of years. How did I know who he was and the president of the United States 
a former president yeah, didn't I, I, know. Yeah, I can't argue with you, and Debbie. didn't vet any of these people. I mean, it's, it's scary to me. I can't argue with you. Hey, Debbie, uh, when you've been on the show previously, you, you've spilled the tea on uh, several former media cohorts that you've dealt with over the <laughs> years. I've asked you about Sean Hannity. I've asked you about uh, why you don't go on Howard Stern anymore. You've talked about Tucker Carlson. One person who I've talked about whose show uh, I enjoy quite a bit, you used to go on his show, and that's uh, Michael Smirkanish. You're not a fan of Michael Smirkanish anymore, either. How come? No. Well, he became a huge liberal. Uh, I don't know. I don't believe he really stands for anything. He's been all over the map. And I just have no respect for that. And I actually was only a movie critic on his show. I never talked politics, even though I wanted to. When he became decided he was a liberal and a Republican supporter of Obama, he got rid of me as a movie critic because you can't have somebody that's conservative on your show anymore. And it just showed me that not only does he not stand for anything and has zero spine, but he just is very intolerant um, and has no room for talking with people with other points of view. Maybe he can't stand the heat. Maybe he's afraid of other people with opposite points of view. So I just don't know where what he stands for other than Michael Smirkanish being in front of a TV camera. Um, and I, I think that people with principles are more important than people who are just media personalities. And I just don't find them all that, I never found him all that intelligent or exciting. I mean, I remember one time I was on his show to do movie reviews and they said, oh, hold on a minute, we're taking lots of calls about People are upset that Alec Baldwin said bad stuff to his daughter. Well, you know what? I don't like Alec Baldwin at all, but his daughter was, which was acting horribly towards him because she was programmed by his ex-wife, um, and and she had the daughter acting horribly towards him. And you know what? Sometimes parents blow up at their kids in private moments. And it was a recording that the kid made and sure. put it out to the world. And I, I didn't think he was such a bad guy right. in that instance. I, I just thought that Michael Smirkanish didn't stand for anything. He just would attack anyone if they're on what he perceived as being uh, the opposite side, who he should be against. And he just doesn't. He stood for nothing then. I don't know that he stands for anything now. I don't think he does. I remember when he was saying he was against torture at Gitmo. We never tortured anyone. These people were terrorists. When for years he had stood up for that. So what changed? Nothing. Uh, you know, Debbie, it's, up to the wind. it's a good thing we don't live together because we'd have to have two separate televisions because we'd watch uh-huh. all the same different show. We'd, we'd have all the different shows. I'd be watching Tucker and Smirkanish on one. Who do you like uh, in the Tucker media? Tucker isn't on anything. I know, I know. But I'm saying it. I'm being <laughs> I'm being figurative. I don't think us living together is, is, is a realistic prospect either. But um, I, I don't keep a kosher household uh, for starters. But um. What who do you like these days? Who do you watch? You know, I don't really watch anyone. I I haven't had cable since the year 2000. I don't watch any of the cable news channels. I just read news stories and yeah. formulate my yeah, own opinions. I, I get it. Well, I think uh, if more people did did that, I think the the world would be a lot less acrimonious of a place. That's for sure. All right, uh, I want to ask you about Barbenheimer. Let me begin with uh, with Barbie. A lot of buzz about this film. A lot of people excited about it. What'd you think? 
I hated this movie. All right, so there are moments of it that are funny, but it's an anti-male movie. Basically, the story is that there's this land called Barbie Land where all of the bar- all the Barbies are president, the Supreme Court is all Barbies, and the world is perfect and everything's great. And Kens are idiots, and they're basically there to be accessories. Um, and then Barbie and Ken go to the real world, and Ken realizes that, oh, the real world has patriarchy. I really like that, so I'm going to come back to Barbie land, and we Kens are going to take over, and the world is going to be terrible. And then Barbies have to rescue the Barbie the world back and make it back into Barbie land um, and make it women dominated again because then the world is perfect. And basically the the men are idiots. They're mean. They're horrible. They're, it just was such an anti-male movie. It, and it was so stupid. It just, it was like a Saturday night live skit that really would have been good for a minute. But it went on for almost two hours. Oh, so no redeeming value. Nothing funny, nothing engaging, nothing fun. There were a few things that were funny, mostly the eye candy of it, the old Barbie outfits. But you know what? I could look at that on eBay. Is it geared for children or adults? Or no. Both? No, it's geared it's for adults. not for children. It. It's PG-13. There are a lot of sex jokes and things like that. And, uh, you know, why would you make a Barbie movie that, Young kids should not be seeing. Why would you do that? Uh, how about Oppenheimer? What do we think? I did not like this movie at all. It's really? Three hours? No. It's three. You know what? There were some scenes that were interesting about these great minds that dreamed up the atomic bomb. Um, but the movie is a left-wing propaganda for three hours because basically Oppenheimer's a bad guy when he develops nuclear weapons, which saved millions of Americans, by the way, and millions of others um, in World War II. And thank God for that. Um, And that is mentioned in the movie. But the people who mention it are, of course, the bad guys, because they're pro-U.S. government. They wanted us to win the war. And of course, nothing they say can be trusted, including President Truman is now a villain. Everyone's a villain who had anything to do with wanting America to, God forbid, win World War II. Because maybe we should all be saluting Hitler nowadays. I mean, maybe, you know, my whole family, not just most of it, maybe all of us should have been turned into ashes. That's basically the attitude of this movie. Um, Suddenly Oppenheimer is a hero when he becomes an anti-war activist and does repentance and speaks out against uh, nuclear weapons. And it's just such a propaganda movie. Plus, not only that, it's three hours long. It's way too long. It is way too repetitive. It's very herky-jerky because it goes back and forth between two different sets of hearings and back in history when uh, Oppenheimer was recruited and developed the bomb. Um, what A guy I knew, Dr. Edward Teller, who was, a frequent fixture on conservative in the conservative um, arena in Washington. Dr. Edward Teller, the father of the hydrogen bomb, is vilified in this movie. I thought totally unfairly. And, and again, I knew him. I got to know him when I worked on, in Washington on Capitol Hill. Um, 
I just didn't like this movie at all. Deb- because Debbie, I have to run very quickly. Yeah. Did you see the uh, film that uh, a lot of people are talking about, The Sound of Freedom? I did not, but I will not go see any QAnon movie. Um, and these people are QAnon. I, I, I'm kind of... Um, well, it made $100 million, so there's some non-QAnon people seeing it, too. Depressing. Well, no, because the QAnon forces and the people behind this movie bought the tickets and are trying to get people to fill the seats. Most of these people are going to see it for free. Not all the seats are filled. Um, so did it make $100 million? Yes. But did $100 million worth of moviegoers buy tickets? No. All right. So... I, I, Debbie, I have to run. It's always a treat talking with you. I, uh, next time you come on the program, I hope you'll really be more forthcoming and not be so reserved <laughs> with your opinions. Well, thank you. Thank you, Debbie. <laughs> have a good weekend. We'll see you. Debbie Schlossel. Check her out. DebbieDoesPolitics.com. Calls, comments, questions, thoughts. 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.